the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I know a place where we can go to lay the troubles down, eating your soul. This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. Now, your host, Eric Cartier, Senior Pastor of Rocky Mountain Calvary Church. Like a tide, it is rising up deep inside a current that moves and makes it come alive. Living water that brings it dead to life. Welcome to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. Hope you're doing well on this Wednesday afternoon. Thanks so much for listening. This is Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary. Excited to have two guests live in studio uh, with me, both with Youth uh, for Christ. I have Andy Lavalley, he's the executive uh, director, and then Kyle Burton, who uh, volunteers. Fellas, welcome to the program. How are you doing today? Uh, doing great. Thank you so very much, Eric. It's a blessing to be here. It's good to have you. Yeah. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Well, I'm excited to hear about what God's doing in the midst of juveniles and and detention centers here in Southern Colorado. Uh, Such a needed uh, ministry uh, for sure. And I just want to encourage listeners today, if you've got questions, especially in regards to maybe some youth uh, that are struggling, maybe you've got a child, a grandchild that's struggling, and you'd like to call in for prayer or a question, the number is 844-500-9673. 844-500-9673. And also you can send a text, 719-315-1726. But in Christ, there's always hope. God's able to to redeem and, and bring us to him himself. So, Amen. Well, guys, why don't we kick things off with, uh, for just you personally, how did you get involved in prison ministry? How did you get involved in juvenile detention centers and, and Youth for Christ? You know, what, what stirred you to the place that you're at now? Well, Eric, about 20 years ago, a friend of mine had a Christian group of, of musicians that he wanted to somebody to do sound for. Okay. So he recruited me to do sound, and he was doing concerts every month in a juvenile justice facility here in Pueblo, Canyon City. And uh, so that's how it started. I did that for about five years. And God kind of slid me in the back door, you know, and so I got to see what it was like. And then I started volunteering, working directly with kids and eventually to where I'm at now. (laughs) Wow. I love how God works. You know, you, you said yes to the simple thing of I'll run sound and, and God had a bigger plan in store. That's cool. Yeah. It's been an amazing walk. That's really cool. How about for you, Kyle? Yeah, uh, for me, so it started uh, in uh, in Parker. My oldest son was at uh, Chaparral High School, and Youth for Christ was uh, um, given a pitch at the school to get into the school to help minister to the to the high school kids, uh, kind of like Young Life. Um, and so we attended that, and I thought that was very interesting. I wanted to get involved in it. And so um, I I started talking to the folks that were running that and, and started um, getting the application in and doing that. And through the interview process, they – um, you know, ask about your testimony. I gave my testimony, and um, when they realized that I actually spent um, a little over three months in a juvenile facility, 
um, they said, well, hey, you know, we've got this other ministry called Juvenile Justice Ministries that mm. we would like to talk to you about maybe. And I, it kind of perked me up, and I got um, interested in that. And when mm. I went through that full process and then uh, uh, went to a handful of uh, facilities in, uh, in the Denver area um, and kind of got started there. But then we moved down to Colorado Springs and um, then got in touch with um, Andy and uh, we kind of started there. Uh, it was at the midst of uh, COVID, so it, mm. it it took a little bit to get back I into bet. the facilities. But once we did, it's um, been about two years now, and it's been uh, just been amazing um, what God has done in that uh, in that work. Yeah. That's that's really awesome, Kyle. Yeah, I bet it's a big point of relatability when you're able to share uh, with, with these with these young people. Like I know what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah, you know. So uh, when we go into the facilities, um, it's it's, it's interesting. So you know, um. The first handful of times I went in, I, I always went in kind of with a plan. I had an idea of what I wanted to do, right? Yeah. Um, but very quickly I realized that's not the way this mm. works, that um, the Holy Spirit and God moves in us and kind of directs us in that. But sometimes we go in and we just uh, speak to them um, or play cards or just have casual conversation, and then eventually it may lead to uh, something spiritual. Um, and then a lot of them are kind of closed, right? So uh, if they think that you're part of the system, they don't really open up. But um, usually when you start with your testimony and you start walking through that and then you start explaining to them that you spend a little time in and, and you can explain to them the sound the door mm. makes, um, yeah. the feeling of laying in there, um, the, the, the sight of the, of the um, nightlight on in the middle of the night. Mm. Um, you know, all these things, now all of a sudden they kind of perk up and they sit up and, yeah. and now it's something that they're more quickly to open up to. Mm. Uh, not in all uh, scenarios is it like that. I mean, a lot of folks have not uh, been incarcerated, and they can still um, connect with them. It just seems like it, it, it opens a lot of doors very quickly uh, for me. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, that was just the opposite for me. I'm like, what am I doing in here? Mm-hmm. I have nothing in common with these kids. I had just spent 21 years in the Air Force. I was a contractor for Lockheed, and I'm like, you know, what am I going to do? How am I? In-? But the Lord told me, hey, you were— 14 at one time, right? You were 15 at one time. You didn't, everything wasn't smooth in your life. Mm. And, you know, I had the same emotional problems they have, anger and right. fear and shame, yep. you know, and, and the Lord said, just be, a, just be who you are. Mm. They need to know that, you know, you, you love them and care. Doesn't matter where you came from, just share life. You mm. know, you've had life problems and it, that's been, you know, a blessing to be able to do that. It's just uh, so amazing. I love having both of you guys in here because you've got very different stories, but God's using that and that's the Lord, right? Right. It's, it's being available to his call. And when he calls you, you can go and share. And I think for myself and a lot of listeners, we don't know what juvenile justice facilities are like, you know, what's it like on the inside? What are these kids going through? Um, you know, it's probably varied the amount of time that they serve from a few months to years, you know, so give us a feel for, what it's like when you when you go in. So there's a, we have a couple of different type facilities. Uh, we have two facilities in the springs. One is long term at Spring Creek, and one is detention. So in detention, they come in there and they're just waiting to be adjudicated. They could be in there for a couple of days. They could be there for a week. Um, if they're being you know serious enough uh, incident, they could be there for a year, just mm. going through the process. Um, Spring Creek is long term. That's when they've been sentenced to do time. Okay. And for a youth, seven years is life, a life sentence for a youth. Um, when I first started, most kids did what they called zero to two years. Uh, if they did really well, they could get out after a year. But lately, honestly, because of the um, 
seriousness of the offenses, you see kids going in for three or four years. Hmm. Um, and so uh, inside it's, you know, it's, they don't do a whole lot. They hmm. go in, they have school okay. and um, rec time. And, you know, it's, it, it's, as Eric, uh, you know, as Jason was saying, you know, go through six locked doors to get to a kid, hmm. you know? And so it's, it's um, not your typical environment for sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Inside each pod, um, there's like a community area in the middle um, where there is a table where we can play cards. There's a TV. Um, and then on the outer edge is where all the rooms are. Um, and so that's kind of what it looks like inside. And then at the um, at Zebulon Pike, there's three pods, um, two of the male and then two, uh, one that is um, uh, co-ed. Okay. Right. So uh, that's kind of what it's like inside. And then the gym is in a different area. And depending on which um, month you're in, depends on if you go to the gym with them or you spend time in the pod with them or a little bit of both. Yeah. So yeah. what's the ministry like when you when you come? You know, what opportunities do you have? What do you not have? I, and I think, again, myself and a lot of listeners, we, we kind of have a presupposition of what we think, you know, sure. ministry is like on the inside. but. What is it like specifically with juveniles as you go in here in the city, here in Southern Colorado? So a lot of the volunteers, when they first come on, is what kind of programs do you do for these kids? And I say, well, we really don't have a program. Yeah. Uh, because the kids are in the individual pods. There's five pods at Spring Creek and three at Zeb Pike. And they really can't mix kids together uh, because okay. of gang affiliation and those things. So we, you'd like to be able to take kids that want to participate, have them come out, come to a central area, do a Bible study, do something of that nature. But we don't have that availability. Mm. So we go into the facility. These kids are literally on their free time. Okay. They can't force them to participate in any way. So they're playing cards or they're watching football game or they're playing video games or they're, you know, they've gotten in trouble. So they're sitting at a table yeah. by themselves. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what the environment looks like okay. when you go inside. Well, thank you very much. I'm excited it was we get to the break to hear more. I've got Andy with me and also Kyle, Youth for Christ. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs on 100.7 The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. Thanks so much for joining me. Hope that your commute is doing well and you know that the Lord's with you and that He loves you. I have Andy Lavalley with me and Kyle Burton from Youth for Christ, really focusing on God transforming a young people's life. And we're talking a little bit of what it looks like, what the ministry looks like in the juvenile justice uh, facilities. And uh, so, Andy, why don't you give us a little bit more of, of, of what that looks like when you guys go in? Sure. When we're, uh, we go into the facilities once a week. We go into Spring Creek um, on Tuesday nights. We go into Zeb Pike on uh, Thursday nights, and we actually go into the facility in Pueblo on Sundays. Um, so we go in there. We have about 6 o'clock or so we meet. We pray before we go in. Uh, the volunteers go in. They go to. We disseminate amongst the pods. Uh, we might have one volunteer, two volunteers in a pod. We go in, and we just uh, start communicating with the kids, just talking about their day, how they're going. We build relationships over long periods of time. So, um, And it's we're in there for... Anywhere from an hour and a half to two hours. You know, Zeb Pike is pretty good. They let us stay in there for a full two hours. Spring Creek's a little tighter. They We're in there for about an hour, a little bit more. But that's a weekly thing that we do. We also have aftercare. 
if we team somebody up individually, one-on-one with a volunteer, they can make appointments and go in any time during okay. the week yeah. to visit with the kid and they'll separate them out. They'll put them in a visiting room and they'll actually do one-on-one um, and then they can follow the youth out when they get out to and work with them on the outside. Okay. Awesome. Kyle, during the break, you were talking a little bit about your experience of being able to focus on a particular pod and build build relationships. you mind sharing about that? Sure. Um, so as I had mentioned um, in the beginning, I kind of rotated, but I, I started seeing the, um, the importance of a relationship. And uh, Scripture is very clear on that, and Jesus was very um, – um, pointed towards relationship yeah. and building that. And so um, I, I started seeing that when I went to a certain pod a little bit more, they kind of came to you a little bit more and seemed a little bit more excited. So I started uh, going to a specific pod. I've been going to one specific pod now for about a year and a half. Okay. And uh, through that time, um, there's um, a couple of young men that I've, I've been meeting with regularly for um, almost a year for one of them and a couple others for about six, seven months. And so it gives you a lot of opportunity um, to speak to them um, a little bit deeper. Um, we've, we've talked a lot about um, uh, prayer life, um, hope, um, all, all these different, uh, you know, I kind of walk through many different scenarios. Um, they love story. I, I've kind of adopted this story time, if you will. I kind of, they're like, Kyle, what do you got for me today? And so there's usually a story that we can go to um, that we can hmm. really kind of talk and ask a few questions, and then we can refer back to last week. What did you, and quite honestly, some of those stories uh, stem from uh, your, your sermons. Hmm. So, <laughs> Um, Luke has been really good for us yeah. um, in, in, in getting in and talking about the soil um, of their hearts and kind of yeah. asking those questions. And then um, as they mature, um, I kind of talk to them about them being the same light, right? So there's new hmm. kids that come in, yeah, and so they have a responsibility. So um, are they a light that's being put underneath the bed, which they kind of were, or do we need to go out and, and express to these kids that are coming in that are struggling with the same things that you're struggling with? Um, and so it gives us that opportunity to, um, it's just have, having a one or two um, interaction. Now we've got months of work and mm. they start growing in their relationship. Yeah. Um, and then they can tell you about some dreams that they have that are amazing. I mean, they tell yeah. you these dreams or uh, something that came to them. Um, and and then they ask you that question. Then you read it back to them and it, a light comes on. They're like, wow. They, they That's see, cool. They, they see and feel God talking to them. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really clever and wise to say, hey, we're going to share some stories, and, and those stories are from Scripture. Yes. You know, that's a great way to be a fisher of men and, yeah. and go after them. That's cool. One of the tools we use for Youth for Christ in our evangelical tool is we call it three-story. Okay. You know, it's their story, our story, and God's story. Yeah. So we learn to listen to their story, and then they listen to our story, which is, of course, has God in it. Yeah. And those circles start to come together, you know, mm. you start sharing. So it's a really great uh, evangelical tool that we use um, for getting to these kids and building relationships. We're there to build what we call authentic Christ-sharing relationships. Mm-hmm. We know we're plowing hard ground. We're, we got a tough job ahead of us. And so that's what we're, we're there. It can be, as uh, Kyle said, a year before you get to a point where you're have a relationship with a kid well enough to be able to get deeper. Yeah. They, they start trusting you. So it takes time. It's a very difficult ministry. You work with a kid for a year, the kid gets out and you find him on the news that he's been killed. Wow. You know? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a really difficult in that aspect. Yeah. Really, really heartbreaking at times. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. 
And so it, it is a good thing that we get to work with kids on the outside. About six years ago, we started aftercare. Mm. Um, so like I said, we match them up. Yeah. They get out. We get to go to their home and help them transition. Mm. And so we've, we've really, since after COVID, the last six months or so, we've been able to get that going a little bit because it just takes time to build a relationship. Somebody trusts you yeah. to even be part of their family. Yeah. You know, and they're part of their home environment. I think that's really cool. I think it's pretty unique to be able to minister on the inside and then also be able to minister on the outside as well. A lot of times those two worlds are pretty separated. So, yeah, that's cool. What's a real highlight for both of you as you've been doing the juvenile justice? You know, do you think of one that really stands out of of a God story that kind of gives you encouragement on those difficult days? Well, the the most recent one I've had it was kind of really very unusual because we were at um, Spring Creek. We I don't normally go in the girls' pod; they have one girls' pod there. So we had, but I had some new volunteer ladies, and I was they were younger, and so I wanted to go and make sure they were, you know, getting along mm-hmm. all right, how things were going. And so four or five girls came out of the pod, and they kind of put them in the atrium, which was a how it first started when, after COVID. They were bringing people out for us. And the ladies asked, hey, do you want to share what's going on in your life and these things? Well, there was one young lady who had actually tried to uh, take her life mm-hmm. uh, several times. And it got to her and she didn't want to share anything. So our volunteer, our new volunteer was from L.A. Uh, she'd been out and part of the gang uh, affiliation and done mm-hmm. some things when she was young, but went into the army was working with special forces, was a cook in special forces, jumped out of airplanes. So she was telling her story. Yeah. And so when she got done, the girls kind of looked at each other and said, wow, she's being real. Mm. Well, that young lady looked at her and said, since you've been real, I'll be real. Wow. And she told us, you know, her mom, when she was nine, killed herself. Mm. Um, And then so several, a couple years later, her and her dad came home to find her brother Mm. had killed himself. Wow. So we thanked her for being real, and we just said, can we pray for you to break, mm. break that spirit off of you? Mm. And she said, yes. So we prayed for her. We didn't realize that that, that was a, a Tuesday. That coming Sunday was the anniversary of her mom's death. Wow. And that's usually a very traumatic yes. time. Yeah. And so we went into next Tuesday, and she wasn't on pod. She was actually visiting with her dad, who hadn't seen her in a long time. And the staff came out and said, oh, my goodness. You can't believe it. She had a great week. Hmm. She got her level. She leveled up. She got her, you know, they mm-hmm. have different levels to do things. Her whole outlook had changed. Wow. She did really well the rest of the time she was in there. She got out. She went to Woodland Park, lived with her mm-hmm. dad. Mm-hmm. And, and it was just, just to hear that that was so important to, to be yeah. able to speak life into that young girl's life yeah. was amazing. Well, praise the Lord. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I've uh, wow, um, I've got multiple stories. I'll, I'll just pick one um, right off the bat. But I, I've told many people uh, that if you want to see God work, do God's work. Hmm. And so almost every week when I go in, I I do see uh, God move. But most recently, um, one of the young men that I've been working with, the one that uh, has been there for almost a year, um, he um, this was about a month ago, and he just got his sentence, and he'll be doing um, seven years down in in. YOC. And, um, but he, he came to me, he says, you know, um, um, during the week, um, Joshua 23 kept coming to me. God was speaking to me, Joshua 23, Joshua 23. So I opened up the Bible and read Joshua 23. I'm not sure I understand. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm not sure. So 
we opened up Joshua 23 and we're reading it. And as I'm reading it, his eyes kind of open. And I look at him, I said, it's obvious what God is saying to you, right? Um, so Joshua 23 talks about um, Joshua preparing the Israelites to go into hmm. Israel. And um, and so I you know we're going to break here, but uh, if we want to finish the story. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll come back to that right after the break. You're listening to 100.7, The Word. Crosswalk, Colorado Springs on 100.7, The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. Thanks so much uh, for listening. Just remember that today's show does turn it into a podcast. Crosswalk, Colorado Springs, anywhere that you stream your podcasts. I have Kyle Burton with me and Andy Lavalley with me from Youth for Christ. A couple of listeners have texted in. Uh, we have a chaplain that texted in. I want to read his text. He says, thanks for the prison ministry talk. I've been working as a federal prison chaplain in Florence since 2010. Thanks so much for texting in and keep up serving the Lord in Florence. Man, that's almost 12 years of faithfully serving the Lord. I know that's awesome and glorifying the Lord. Another listener says, I work at Zebulon Pike and have worked with Youth for Christ for years. I'm amazed daily at the work God does in and through these mentors. God is glorified in so many ways. Love them. So thanks so much for sending that encouraging text. That's awesome. We'd love to hear from you as listeners, especially on this topic of of prison ministry, ministering to juveniles as well. Maybe you're going through a difficult time uh, with one of your teens. You can call 844-500-9673. You can also send a text, 719-315-1726. Kyle was sharing about how he has seen God work. I love what you said, Kyle. If if, if you want to see God work, do God's work. So let's pick up with where we left off. Right, yeah. So uh, th- this young man that I've been working with for uh, for nearly a year, and he, he really has grown, uh, but he hasn't um, uh, really sprouted the way he, he could, and we've talked a lot about that. But uh, he came to me with this question about uh, Joshua 23, and so we read through it. And uh, Joshua 23 uh, is when Joshua is later in his uh, years, and he's preparing the Israelites for entering into um, Israel, or um, Jerusalem, or in Israel, and... Um, and he's letting them know about what God has done for them in their lives and what he's taken them out of and um, what they're about to um, to go into. And there's um, other gods, there's um, things of the world that uh, they don't want to get caught up into. So he's really encouraged them to stay true to what they what they know. And so knowing this young man, and he um, uh, was is getting sentenced, and he's going to go to a, another facility for uh, seven years. And I said, well, it's obvious, you know, you, you've really um, grown here. So um, de- December 23rd of last year, he gave his life to Christ. Mm. And ever since that time, Praise he's, the Lord. Yeah, he's, awesome. he's been growing. Mm. And I said, you know, you're going to go to this new place and it's going to be different. And there's going to be uh, the same things that the Israelites dealt with. There's going to be other, other gods there. Um, there's going to be temptations there. There's going to be all these things available. But remember how God prepared you um, during this last year in your life. Um, and so his eyes just kind of opened up and it was almost like he was uh, amazed at how um, God spoke to him in that way. Um, And we talk about these things as what God is doing in their lives, but in that same instance, what it's doing in my life is I I deal with the same things. When I I go to work, I go into things where there's other gods there or there's Mm -hmm. temptations or there's things that are going on or whatever environment that we go into. And so 
um, he ministered to me as I was ministering to him. And uh, that, that happens on a, on a very regular basis when we go in because uh, we're using God's word to speak life into them, but then we reflect it back to ourselves and think, oh, well, that applies in my life just as much. Um, I've told many of them, I'm no different than you are. Hmm. Uh, the difference is you're sitting here and I'm out there, but I deal with the same struggles. Um, right. Right. So, yeah. 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 What would you guys say are some of the key issues that you see youth facing? You know, like when you're in the juvenile justice centers and it, it, it's happening inside, but it's happening outside as well. I know my heart is really broken for the youth, uh, this next generation, but you know, what's your perspective? What are your view? You know, as you look at this, Andy, what do you think are some of the biggest challenges this generation is facing? Well, I know for our particular group of youth that are in trouble, they got there because they don't have strong family ties. Hmm. Uh, the family's been broken up so bad. Um, probably 95% of them don't have a father figure in their life hmm. at all. Uh, mom's trying to raise them. She's trying to work. Grandma's trying to work you know, whatever it is. And these kids kind of get lost in the shuffle mm. and uh, they don't know they're they're Some of them are having to actually work to help provide for the family. Yeah. And it's no different. I don't think for our kids as any kids that are out there in school. Mm. I mean, the family life has to be strong. If they're coming home to no parents, you know, or, or things are going wrong in school and parents aren't paying attention. Um, there's just not a lot of adult supervision in these kids' lives. The backstories yeah. are horrible. Mm. Uh, I mean, when a kid tells me when he was six years old, he'd get put in the living room with a box of cereal and a gallon of milk, mm. and his parents would be in the back doing drugs the whole weekend. Mm. You know, and they'd come out when they ran out, they'd start fighting and go on. That that was his life at six. Wow. Yeah. And we wonder why they're so broken and so hard. Mm. Um, but I think it's a challenge. We hear about suicide rates going up in mm-hmm. schools. Um, these kids are in the same boat. You know, mm-hmm. they, they don't see hope. They don't see anything. Yeah. You know, they see their parents struggling, divorce rates. Uh, that's the biggest issue for these kids by far. Yeah. It's not the gangs, mm-hmm. you know, because the gangs will take them in. To, they're in survival mode. Right. But without the home. Yeah. They don't have any hope. Yeah. You know? They don't feel love. They don't feel care for. Right. And so that's one of the big things we're there for is to show them the love of God, that they are cared for. They are important. Yeah. They can be better. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I see the the same things. And what I like to try to talk to them about is um, hope. Um, and, and I walk through multiple scriptures or I remind them uh, through Genesis 29, Genesis 31, uh, Hebrews 10, 13, I believe, mm-hmm. where it talks about, um, I am with you. Yeah, that, that God is with you, um, and we constantly try to uh, really nail that home because when they're out, they're involved with people who, when they go to court, aren't there with them. If they get into trouble, they're not with them, um, and so you have to change your perspective when you get out. Um, same as, as as I had to do. You know, you have a set of friends when you go in, and I, uh, you know, challenge them to. There's probably one friend that you truly trust that he doesn't want to be part of that stuff either. Yeah. And so cling to that person. And then, you know, the funny thing is, is when you get out and if you um, accept the Lord Jesus Christ and you and you embrace the scripture and mm-hmm. you go home and you start talking that. 
yeah. you'll find out who your friends are. You real quick, real yeah. quick, right? So that that's a, that's a game changer for uh, for most kids when they get out when they start talking um, about Jesus. Yeah. And so I mean, I'm sure it's true with any age group, right? Right. Right. Um. So yeah. yeah. It's awesome that God is bigger than the challenges of the day, than the darkness, and that He's able to to rescue our lives. Um, kind of along that line of the family unit, you know, what would you guys speak to listeners today where maybe they're a struggling parent, you know, and, and they're, they're, they're struggling with one of their teens, um, you know, or they're all over the spectrum, you know, what, what would you encourage them with as they're journeying with their young people, with their kids? I think the first thing I would say is, you know, make sure your walk with the Lord is strong. Mm. Yeah. Keep, pushing in. Don't ever quit. Yeah. Keep growing in the Lord and don't quit on your kids. Mm. You know, they, they hear what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and we may not see results right away, but they hear what you're saying. Yeah. You know, be there for them, you know, mm-hmm. tell them the truth, be real with them. Yeah. You know, um, I know every parent at some point gets to the point where they get frustrated and, you know, you start hollering at kids and, and, yeah. and we may not act the right way to begin with, but just take mm. the time to back up and, and go, hey, hmm. you know, let's let me hear what you say. That's why we do a lot of training and coaching. Yeah. So people can listen. Right. Listen to your teens. Yeah. Ask, you know, just when they, when they walk in from school, say, how was your day? Mm-hmm. Did anybody give you any, anything going on, anything troubling you? Hmm. If you just assume their day went well, that's probably not always the case. Right. And things right. build up, build up. So yeah. I would say just learn to listen to your kids, hmm. you know, ask them. Let them be part of the conversation. Don't just always direct, but ask them why, you know, Hmm. why, why do you feel bad today? Why'd you come home feeling bad? Why are your grades dropping? You know, those type of things. Yeah. Stay involved. Yeah. 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 I would agree. And and a lot of the um, training that we get with Youth for Christ is, uh, is on coaching and and learning how to ask good questions. Hmm. Um, And I think when you start asking good questions, it opens up and also just being there. We see that every week when we go in, just be there. Yeah, that's great. You're listening to 100.7 The Word. Stay with us. We're going to be right back. This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs on 100.7 The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. This is Pastor Eric Cartier. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you're doing well. Navigating December, okay? I know it's a stressful time of year. Remember that the Lord's with you and that He loves you. I have Andy Lavallee with me and Kyle Burton, both from Youth for Christ. And we've been talking about juvenile justice ministry. And what I've been thinking about is Isaiah 61, where it's prophetic of Jesus and His his ministry. He says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the open of the prison to those who are bound. And and that's really what Youth for Christ is and how God's using you guys. And so it's really the hands and feet of Jesus. It's it's awesome. So I would love to give listeners the opportunity to know how they can find you guys, how they can volunteer, how they can give. So Andy, would you share that with us? Sure. Um, if you go to our website at uh, www.socoyfc.org, You'll find all our information there. You'll you can leave us a message, and or you can get with Andy at socoyfc.com and send us an email. We'll get in touch with you. We'll start doing the process, do an interview, and and move it forward from there. You mm. can um, also you can give 
um, on that site also. As a matter of fact, we have a wonderful $15,000 match for the end of the year to help raise funds. Um, and this this time of the year, we do Christmas hmm. um, in the facilities. The Yacht Club downtown helps us raise funds for uh, to buy basketballs and games and things like that for the kids. Hmm. And the week before Christmas, we'll be going into the facilities on each pod and serving, sugaring them up with there we go. Christmas yeah. cookies, candy canes, <laughs> and the works. So... Um, but yes, just get with us on site and we'll definitely sit down and talk with you and walk you through what it would take to become a volunteer. That's great. Again, that, that website is www.socoyfc.org. So you definitely okay. want to look that up. So um, I would prayerfully think that there's some listeners right now that are feeling led to volunteer. You know, there's some that I'm sure are going, Lord, that's not you, but it's the Lord. The Lord's knocking on their door. And to think that a youth's life could be changed for all of eternity because you say yes to the Lord's call. And and God really uses uh, those that are available, you know. And I think there's a real stigma with youth that you, you've got to be young, you've got to be relatable uh, to be able to be used by the Lord. But the reality is, is if you have love, you have the love of Christ. That's what God can use. That's what's amazing about We've got about 23 volunteers now. And we've got 76-year-old hmm. individuals going in. They call them pops. I bet they eat them yeah. up. Oh, yeah. They love it. You, <laughs> yeah. know? The, you know, minimum age is 21. Hmm. But uh, all you have to have is the love of God and the calling of God, to, and he'll lead you through it. It's been amazing to watch these individuals uh, yeah. go in. So it's You, you know, I know uh, for some people it, it can be a, a struggle when they think about doing ministry and that they need to be a theologian or they need right. to know the Bible inside and out. And in this ministry, I think the most important thing, um, and I think I mentioned it earlier, is just showing up and being there. Mm -hmm. um, because when they look at you as a volunteer, they don't see you as part of the system. They're like, this, and they've said this to me before, this guy's just showing up. Why are you showing mm -hmm. up to talk to me? And, you know, just to let them know, because um, I'm thinking about you and um, I think that God has a word for you. And I think that um, um, as as uh, scripture tells us, is he has a plan for you, that you are God's masterpiece made in his image. Hmm. And um, I think it resonates with them a little bit. And then when you keep showing up, they're like, he showed up again. Hmm. He showed up again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's awesome. Yeah. So. Give us an idea of just about how many youth are in juvenile justice uh, facilities here in Southern Colorado. Sure. And Spring Creek has around 50 uh, okay. youth in there. Zeb Pike has around 30. PYC in Pueblo has about 20. And then there's, of course, probably several hundred that are either on probation or on parole. Okay. So at any one time before COVID, the number was around 500 youth in the juvenile justice system uh, in Southern Colorado. El Paso County has the largest number of adolescents of any county in Colorado. Really? Absolutely. And wow, so, that's surprising. It, it, it is, but it, mm. yeah. So we have a you know a big load of kids, a mm. lot of kids in this county. Mm. Um, so that's the number gets pretty high. It seems like the enemy really attacks our youth in El Paso County. I mean, we have a really high suicide rate amongst youth, which is which is heartbreaking to. To hear we have the highest, you know, in, in juvenile justice uh, facilities for for the state is is surprising to me. So I think it's a real area to focus in on, to pray, uh, to serve, to see God do work and transform lives, to to change kids, bring them into the kingdom, give them hope for sure. 
And, and the facilities are really hard. We'd ask that you would pray not only mm. for the kids, but for the staff. Yeah. Um, they get really low staff. They hire six kid, pe- new people come in and mm. seven leave. Wow. Um, and so when staff have to work extra and, uh. and you know, if they're, if they're having a rough day, it goes throughout the whole facility. Yeah. So I would ask that you would just keep the staff in prayer, keep the kids mm-hmm. and their families in prayer, uh, keep our volunteers in prayer. Yeah. Uh, we have, you know, it's a really, we've had a lot of incidences this year of people having things come up. Right. You know, and so when you're working for the Lord in this ministry, there's enemy does not want you there. Yeah. And he does everything in his power to keep us from going there. And, and, but if you get there, as it, as Kyle said, no matter how bad you feel, how tough you think it was, when you walk out, hmm. you have seen God move. And, and there's definitely a, a strong need for the volunteers. So um, and when we go into a pod, there's anywhere from eight, nine, 12 young men in there. And many times I go into that pod by myself hmm. and um, um, you start talking to one or two kids. And I try to bring in three or four at a time and try to try to do kind of like a Bible study, if you will, or just, you know, what's going on in life. Just ask a question. How was your week? And that kind of stuff. Well, there's another six kids over here that they're just kind of hanging out and, and, and they need somebody to talk to. And so you try to migrate back over to there. Um, I, I mean, I've, I've had um, a kid just chirp in my ear that um, when I was six, my, both my parents were killed and then, mm. and you're in the middle of another conversation. Well, how do you peel off of one conversation to go into that? And you're like, there was something there that, I need, you know, and so yeah. there's always a need for, you know, at least two, three, even four uh, people in there. So that way we can really minister to the needs. Cause they, even though they're standoffish and they think they're rough and tough because they're part of a gang or something like that, they really do have um, a soft heart that needs somebody that they can just open up to once they trust you. Yeah. And the one-on-one opportunities too. Hmm. I mean, when somebody gets one-on-one with a youth, um, they can leave with that youth. So they're not necessarily going back in the facility uh, during the week. They're working with the kid other days during the week. So that's what we really want to build. That's why the numbers are important. You know, if there's a hundred kids, if we can get 30 of them in one-on-one relationships, that's huge. Yeah, yeah. I think of the words of Christ, you know, where he said that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Pray to the Lord of the harvest that he'll raise up laborers. And I think that's definitely true uh, with the youth of our community and, and juvenile justice uh, facilities. And and God may be touching some hearts to to raise up uh, some some laborers for sure. So some, some great prayer requests there so for sure. Well, guys, I want to thank you so much uh, for coming in and taking the time. And may God bless you and give you give you strength and give you fresh vision. And I'm sure that for a lot of these young people, Christmas can be a real downer time, you know. And so for you guys to be in, being salt and light. Uh, I want to remind people that uh, the place to go for the website, if you're looking to uh, get involved, is SoCo. UFC, youthforchrist.org, if you want to give or, or get involved. But Kyle and Andy, thanks so much for joining me today. Well, well, thank you. We're very grateful for being able to be yeah, here. Thanks, thank Eric. you so much. Yeah. You well, thank you guys for, for listening. We really appreciate you uh, taking the time uh, to listen to Crosswalk Colorado Springs. Just want to remind you that we are Monday through Wednesday from 5 uh, to 6. Also, you can go to the podcast. Uh, it's Crosswalk Colorado Springs anywhere that you find uh, your podcasts. want to encourage you this Christmas season to take time to slow down, be still, and know that He's God. And also look for opportunities to reach out. This is a great time to reach out with the love of Jesus Christ. Uh, the greatest gift is a gift that we give away. 
I know it's so fun to give gifts, even more to receive, and you'll get charged up about Jesus if you seek to give them away uh, this Christmas season. So thanks so much for listening. God bless you. Have a great night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.